But first, our top story this morning takes us to Toronto, Canada, where we've got yet another company entering the autonomous trucking market with a $10 million contract. Alan Adler is here to talk about it with us this morning. And Alan, it's not a truck tech day anymore, but we've got this pretty big story coming out of Wabi and Uber Freight. Let's talk a little bit about the partnership. Okay, well, yeah, actually, we are going to preview a little bit of truck tech later if you give me the chance. But anyway, um, so uh, the other day, yesterday, I guess it was, uh, Wabi, which we have not really written a lot about. There was a piece that was done on uh, Raquel Erdeson a while back, um, but they've been pretty quiet over time. They're They're very into the quote-unquote AI aspects of autonomous trucking, that is machine learning to basically refine their models for uh, a lot of simulation testing. They haven't had a lot of trucks on the road at this point. They've got a handful now, and they will have. Um, what they have now, which kind of puts them into a little different category, is a 10-year deal with Uber Freight to haul for Uber Freight um, on roads you know, that, that the co- company's already uh, using. Now, of course, Uber Freight is still pretty new to the autonomous space as well. It's got an agreement with Aurora Innovation. It had one with Waymo. That's kind of on hold right now because Waymo is on hold. But basically, they're trying to add uh, autonomous capacity to their overall offerings. You know, if you want autonomous trucking on a, on a route and you want to gain the benefits from that, then, you know, you can, can sign up for it. Um, where Wabi comes in is they are not fully developed in the sense of having their own transfer hubs and some of the things that are really important to autonomous trucking at this point. So they're going to go direct from sort of pickup to delivery, uh, you know, probably near a highway, not, not a lot of surface street driving. But uh, Uber Freight will help them with things like maintenance and, and things like that as they as they grow out. Um, you know, the company actually has a lot of ties back to Uber and to the uh, what was once the autonomous uh, technology group that was sold, strangely enough, to Aurora. And Aurora is an investor in Wabi, and you know, there's all kinds of uh, back and forth. Um, Raquel uh, told me though that you know that really didn't have anything to do with this particular deal. She's known Lee Waran at Freightwave uh, Freight. Uh, Uber Freight for a long time, but said that really didn't have a lot to do with this. But this does put them in a in a new position in terms of somebody that you've got to keep an eye on. So I think this is super interesting because the Wabi model, as you mentioned, uses more of that machine learning component. They call it generative AI to really kind of map and understand the practices that they're going through. Where does this kind of rank in what other folks in the autonomous space are doing? Is it similar to any other model that we're seeing right now, or is it different? And does it kind of give them a little bit of an edge? Well, I think Aurora would tell you, Kaylee, that you know they've been doing simulation, almost all simulation, until they finally got on the road a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, now of course they're they're doing real revenue generating loads in Texas. Um, but I think they've always uh, Chris Armson, who's also you know known very well. I mean, uh, uh, Raquel and Chris uh, have a background and and that sort of thing. I mean, he's a big fan of simulation. So whether this generative AI, and I think that's a term that we're you know, always at risk of overusing is really different from what others have will be in, will be found over time. Um, what Raquel says is that, you know, they can figure out things that, you know, the, that the machine or the robot has never seen. And, and I think that's something that, you know, might be a little different. But all of the companies would tell you that, you know, they have a learning capability that the trucks uh, essentially learn if they see something, they remember it. And so I think in, in some senses, you might get a little pushback from the other companies that, well, what they're doing goes by a different name, but really it comes back to machine learning. And let me give you a second example, and that is uh, Stack AV, which really just came out of stealth 
here earlier this month. Uh, this is a company run by Brian Seleski, and you can read a, a Q&A with Brian today in, in the Truck Tech newsletter about at 11. But, uh, but Brian uh, ran Argo AI, uh, which was a pretty big operation. It was a $12.4 billion business uh, with his partners and when Ford and Volkswagen were uh, backers, and they owned about 80% of the business. Uh, they shut that down last uh, last October because it was losing a lot of money. Well, Brian now is back with a, a company, and he also is looking at AI as, as being a big part of it. When I asked him about it, he said, yeah, it really is machine learning. And, and in some ways, it's really a rebranding more than it is anything in, entirely new. So I guess I just want to be a little bit uh, cautious about it and not get too excited about the models until we really understand, you know, what data they're using and how they're using it. And I think that's something that, you know, we, we're cautioned on all the time, not just to jump in on it. So, Alan, we see in the article they're planning for billions of miles of deployment eventually through about the next decade or so through this partnership. When we're looking at this, is this mainly going to be only in Canada because that's where Wabi's based out of? Or are we looking at some cross-border, some interactions here in the United States as well as up in Canada? Um, most of it is in the U.S. I, I don't know about what's going to be done in Canada, but, you know, they'll be on I-45, which is everybody's favorite route uh, from Dallas to Houston and back and forth. That's becoming a that, that, that's becoming a very dense route of autonomous testing. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I asked them the other day, and I, I don't think there's a story here yet, but I said, you know, maybe, maybe from a top-down perspective, Texas needs to set aside a, a lane for autonomous trucks. Mm-hmm. And they said, Hmm. Yeah, but it usually doesn't work that way. So we'll we'll see what happens. But um, but you know they're going to be out there and they're going to be running where where Uber Freight needs to go. They're essentially a contractor or a or a, a hauler for Uber Freight at this point. Um, but it does really suggest that you know after only raising I'll call it call it a hundred million dollars. It's not it's right around there uh, that you know since since uh, Wabi started in 2021 uh, you know they've got uh, you know a pretty good start now and, and getting in with Uber Freight is probably a really good thing because Uber Freight's getting pretty close to 20 billion dollars of, of contract uh, of freight under contract and uh, they need the capacity so you know this is something that as others like too simple have have you know suspended or, or dropped out of, of running uh, revenue loads uh, you know, there's there's a need for this. And so this is one more thing that, that will help uh, fill that uh, that demand. I feel like I always ask you to finish our interviews with some speculation. So I'm going to ask you to do it again. When we look at now this partnership between the digital brokerage and the autonomous provider, is that a step that I think a lot of other autonomy companies might take is seeing, you know what, this is viability. This is something that can help keep us, keep our runway a little bit longer if we're not necessarily looking at holding our own futures in our hands as far as money goes, right? Is that a partnership that folks maybe start to explore now if this goes well for Uber Freight and Wabi? I think it's a possibility. I think what's more likely is that these uh, companies, call it Kodiak and Aurora and so forth, they're looking to have their own relationships with fleets, you know, rather than going through a, a broker. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Kodiak, for example, is working with Pilot uh, on their transfer hubs and and things like that. Uh, but that's a little different. I think they prefer to just sort of line up customers that are are going to, you know, pay them a fee you know, for the for the autonomy. But driver as a service clearly is the way this is coming. When I say driver, I mean robot driver 
as a service is is clearly coming and and it'll it'll manifest itself in in numerous ways um again you know uber freight has been very aggressive in the space they you know every time i talk to leo ron he's got a new partnership to talk about so i think you know that's something that yeah you could watch for that but i don't think it's going to be a main play i think i think these uh, companies would much prefer to get their uh, uh, autonomous driver systems into manufacturers and then have fleets order them directly. Similar to what we've seen uh, with, um, uh, and I'm gonna get this wrong, I know I am, but uh, the 800 unit order from Kodiak that, uh, um, uh, help me out here, Kaylee, you're gonna remember it faster than I am. Uh, it just did. It's lost uh, you know, on so, me. Ah, and that's a problem. I don't bring my notes in, into these interviews. But, you know, the, 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 but um, anyway, you've got that order. And basically what you want to get is these companies want to be able to get their system into somebody's, uh, you know, uh, production, basically have it done on the production line. And uh, nobody's really that close yet. We're still pretty far away from getting the redundant chassis that we need that will make all these systems safe. So you're going to see it done sort of at an ad hoc basis for now. Um, but again, we're, we're years away from significant penetration here and the billions of miles. Yeah. If you give me 10 years, we probably would uh, rack up billions of miles. So, uh, you know, it's, it is a big deal for Wabi and I do not want to minimize that, but I think at the same time, you know, you've got to, you got to take all of this right now with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Alan, thank you for joining us this morning for your top story. Of course, we'll catch the truck tech newsletter at 11 and we can subscribe to it then at freightwaste.com. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good weekend, Alan. Right now we're going to toss it over to Thomas Watson. He's got our first carrier update this morning.